of Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Cliff Arquette, L.B. Allman, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. It's produced and directed by Frank Pittman with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Fibber and Molly join us in a moment. Here it is, the first announcement of a sensational new Johnson product. A new auto wax dramatically superior to any auto wax ever developed. It's reported in the public interest in the June Reader's Digest. It's called Johnson's Car Plate. C-A-R-P-L-A-T-E. And here's what it is. A new kind of wax, a new chemical discovery that gives two sensational benefits. One, car plate is tougher than any paste auto wax that's ever been developed. Two, and just listen to this, it's so easy to apply that you can wax your car in 20 minutes with no rubbing. Now here's what car plate means to you. It means that the car you're driving can shine like new tomorrow. And you can keep it shining like new as long as you drive it. There's no trick to using car plate. Just spread it on a clean car, let it dry, then wipe. Your car's not just polished, it's sealed with a coat of wax that's diamond bright and diamond smooth. A 10-ounce can of Johnson's car plate is enough to wax two whole cars. Costs only $1. Your money back if you're not completely satisfied. Car plate is on sale right now in your town. Ask for car plate, C-A-R-P-L-A-T-E, at your service station or dealers tomorrow. We don't know what it is about the Irish, but they seem to be natural cowpunchers. Hopalong Cassidy, for instance, and Colonel Tim McCoy, and that great bull expert who was just made a cattleman in this morning's mail, Tex McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. But I don't understand, dearie. Why does Uncle Sycamore want you to manage his ranch this summer when you don't know a hackamore from a lawnmower? <laughs> oh, yes, I do, kiddo. I got the old west in my blood. Well, yes, I guess you have at that. You betcha. When you cut yourself, you moo like a Hereford. <laughs> what I mean is, Tootsie, what my Uncle Sycamore has lived out west for 40 years. And my father was a buffalo hunter, you know. So was mine. Yeah? Yeah. He hunted the ones on the backs of nickels. <laughs> But read Uncle Sycamore's letter again, dearie. Okay. <laughs> and if you can spare the time... You can. I want you to take charge of my ranch near Kilgore, Texas, for the summer. I'm just running a small herd this year, only 2,500 head. And I'm sure you can boss the spread okay. I only hope those cattle don't stampede and spread the boss. <laughs> Anybody can handle cattle. All you have to do is see they get fed, watered, and kept healthy. That's exactly what I do for you. Say, I've been a cowgirl for years and didn't know it. Ah, you'll love it out there, Molly. We'll have a big siesta every Saturday night and invite everybody. When roundup time comes, you can run the chuck wagon. Let Chuck run his own wagon. <laughs> I'll do the cooking, though. <laughs> well, I reckon we ought to go down to the bon before sundown and lay us in some duds, Ma. 
Go get your sunbonnet on while I hitch up the buckboard and we'll head for the trading post. Hold it, Tex, hold it. Company, come in. Well, if it ain't the old timer. Howdy, partner. Hunker down by the fire for a spell. If I'd have known you was coming, I'd have baked an enchilada. How'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, kids, that kind of talk always makes me homesick. Homesick for the open range. Does it really? Yep. I can shut my eyes and see it now. The open range. And Papa sitting there in front of it with his feet in the oven all winter long. (laughs) How come all this cow talk, kid? (laughs) I'm going to manage a cattle ranch this summer, old-timer, for my Uncle Sycamore down in Texas. He's going prospecting for oil and wants me to take over the ranch for him. Oh, that's great country, that Texas. Spent my boyhood down there. Had a job as a sow puncher on a pig ranch, kid. (laughs) But I had to give it up. Things got out of control. Why, what happened? Well, sir, one of the pigs was rooting around one day and struck something that caused one of the biggest booms in the state of Texas. Oil, eh? Nope, dynamite. <laughs> Grandpa had started away for a rainy day. He was a bank robber, Grandpa was. Oh? Besides being a midget. <laughs> a midget bank robber? Yep. Robbed piggy banks. <laughs> Seven foot tall, Grandpa was, and his stocking feet. Seven feet tall? That's not a midget. It is in Texas, daughter. <laughs> Texas, everything is big. I know the crow Indian out there as big as an ostrich. Medicine man? No, thanks, son. I feel fine. <laughs> so you really like Texas, do you? Oh, it's a wonderful place, daughter, and very generous people, too. I mind during the war when building materials were scarce, I needed some tar for a new roof. Folks from all over Texas loaned me enough tar to finish the job. Well. That's why I give Texas the name it's got. What name? Texas, the Lone Tar State. to get some western clothes, dearie. We better get started. Okay, I'm going to need some wool shirts, a few spurs, a pair of bow-legged pants, and... Hey, I wonder what I ought to do about chaps. Rub them with cold cream. Huh? <laughs> you get used to that, you know, after you ride. I don't them. mean that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean them fur pants without any seed in them that cowboys always wear when they're up. Come in. Oh, hello, Ole. Come in. Well, thanks, Mrs. Hello, McGee. Howdy, stranger. Lie down, set a spell. What's wrong with him, Mrs.? He get a new Yeen Autry comic book? <laughs> Did he used to get sandbars in his cereal? <laughs> no, we're going out west this summer, Ole. McGee is going to manage a cattle ranch in Texas. Yeah, you ought to come down there on vacation, Ole. You ever do any horseback riding? Oh, sure, McGee. When I was a kid on the farm, I learned to ride a horse before I learned to walk. Did you really? Yeah. Sure. Even now, when I ride a horse, I have to learn to walk all over again. <laughs> so you were raised on a farm, were you, Ole? I wondered where you got that accent. Yeah, that's where I met my missus, McGee. Oh? Her papa owned the dairy farm there where I worked. You know? Oh, I catch on. Romancing the boss's daughter, were you? Yeah. She was sitting up with a sick cow when her papa calls me to give her her medicine. Oh. <laughs> How romantic. Was she pretty, Ollie? Oh, very attractive, missus. She had a yanker disposition and big brown eyes, and she keeps switching her tail all the time. Ta- oh, oh. <laughs> you mean my missus. <laughs> Of course. 
Well, at the time, McGee, I didn't notice. I look up in my book what to do for the cow, but when I sit down, she gives a big moo and hits me with her horn. The cow? No, my missus. That was New Year's Eve, and she was celebrating with horns. <laughs> well, when I finally make the cow well, though, she was so happy, she gives me a big kiss. The girl kissed you, eh? No, the cow did. The oh. girl was like my face. I was over there many times to see sick cows after that because always my missus sits up there. I'll bet you were. Yeah. I used to get paid overtime, doctor, and cows, too. That's all. Till one day the boss finds out I'm in love with his daughter. <laughs> what happened then? After that, when a cow gets sick, I'm just donating my time. Well, happy vacation, both you fellas. <laughs> so long, folks. Billy Mills in the orchestra and stay with the happy people. Too. Get some mandolin picks. You're taking your mandolin? Why, sure, Ma. Might want to serenade the beef critters if they get restless. Oh, leave the mandolin to home, Pa. Hmm? <laughs> if them cows want to stampede, don't you help them. <laughs> Besides, you don't have to corn the beef till it gets to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> uh, you're a clip, Ma. You can't ride the range without you want Incidentally, to... do we have to talk like this till we get to Texas? And do they talk this way even in Texas? Why, sure they do. Why, when I was out in Texas one time, I was talking... Your attention, please. Will the nearsighted lady who left the houseware department dragging a dust mop please return it and pick up her poodle? <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> Gee, I wonder if I ought to pick up a sunbonnet, McGee, and maybe if you... Oh, there, Molly. Hello, McGee. Oh, hello, Mr. Mayor. Hi, Latrib. Glad we saw you before we left. Left? Don't tell me you're going away for a while. Oh, yes. Yes, tell me that. <laughs> We're going out to Texas to manage McGee's uncle's cattle ranch for the summer. Ever punch any cows, Latrive? Uh, no, no, but I smacked a goat in the nose once. <laughs> it was at my initiation into a literary fraternity, and this animal used a conjunction in the wrong place. What conjunction? But. <laughs> I was referring to cattle ranching, Latrive. Ever live out west where men are men and sleep on the ground because they don't take any bunk from anybody? <laughs> yes, yes. I was visiting out in Texas in 1931 and was adopted into an Indian tribe. Ooh. What tribe? Navajos? No, the Texacos. <laughs> they were all oil millionaires. Banishing Americans. They'd disappear into a bank while you were talking to them. <laughs> they adopted you into the tribe, eh, Latrev? Interesting procedure? Oh, yes. Yes, it was, McGee. First, they did a war dance with the 40-piece Maya Davis Orchestra. <laughs> around the campfire, kindled with $20 bills, waving gold tomahawks and drinking mezcal. Bonded, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and chanting an old Indian song called, When I Grow Too Oiled to Dream. <laughs> Ceremony. Yes. Yes, then they smoked a pipe of peace, a $30 long-stemmed Dunhill, gave me a feather headdress, and named me Waha Nemo Popo Hunda Poo Meaning what? New member. <laughs> well, happy vacation to you both. Well, thanks. Thank so you, Come on, kiddo. We better start stocking up on our Western outfits because... Your attention, please. Will the elderly gentleman who wanted to play with the electric trains in the toy department please come back? The railroad strike has been settled. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, McGee, where is the Western department? It's over on the east side of the store, I think. <laughs> Very logical. Oh, no, here it is, right here. Hey, look at the tweezers. Special today, 35 cents. Tweezers? Are they Western equipment? <laughs> You'd think so if you ever sat on a cactus. <laughs> Hey, Bud, are you occupied? No, sir, I'm Doppelgong. Oh. Marvin Doppelgong. Here's my card, sir. Oh, well, how do you do, I'm sure. What does the card say, McGee? It says, Dear Marvin, I'll meet you for lunch at 1230 in Gent's underwear. Love. Yeah, oh, pardon me, that's the wrong card. <laughs> that's it, Gosey. Here's my business card. Oh. I'll be with you in a moment. Okay, Marvin, we'll, uh, we'll browse around. <laughs> It's a browsy-looking department, anyhow. <laughs> hey, Molly, I think I'll need a Texas hat. And don't hello, you think... Molly. Hiya, pal. Well, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. I was going to call you up later and tell you the news. You ever hear of Kilgore, Texas? No. Did you ever hear of Car Plate? Is that in Texas? We're going there to Baby, see... I'll say it's in Texas and everywhere else. Johnson's have just come out with the biggest news for car owners since they threw away the crank. Hmm. You want to hear about it? Son, if you've really got something new to talk about, you've cornered a couple of happy little listeners. <laughs> yes, for 15 years. Well, this been... is new, all right, and terrific. It's the greatest thing. Well, tell us, Junior. Tell us, boy. Pal, it's about Johnson's car plate. 
a basic new chemical discovery from the Johnson Wax Laboratories. Carplate is a smooth-flowing, wipe-on liquid wax, a completely new type of auto wax. You just spread it on and wipe it off with no more than fingertip pressure. And it's amazing. Carplate. It leaves your car with an even brighter finish than when it was new. Don't you have to rub it to get that shine, Mr. Wilcox? Nary a rub. You can do the job in 20 minutes, Molly, and believe me, it gives your car the kind of shine it used to take hours of hard rubbing to get. And furthermore, CarPlate is unconditionally guaranteed to give you the longest wearing, smoothest, brightest wax finish your car has ever had or your money back. Yeah, well, that's the thing that always convinces me, Junior, that money back stuff. Any outfit that's got that much confidence in... Well, now, you can see why I'm sort of excited. I feel like Columbus when he discovered America. Balboa when he discovered the Pacific Ocean. And uh, Piggly when he discovered Wiggly. Pretty terrific at that, Mr. Wilcox. Well, I'll tell you how terrific it is, Molly. Reader's Digest has recognized the importance of this remarkable new auto wax to the millions of car owners and devoted an article to its discovery and development in the June issue. Be sure to read it. Hey, uh, pal, are you driving to Kilroy, Texas? It's Kilgore, Waxy. Gore, like when an angry bull tries to horn in on you. Oh, I see. Well, when you get there, pal, tell the cowboys about car plate. I'd never give a cattleman a bum steer. Have a nice vacation. <laughs> be a strain of Hereford in that boy. He was really, really white-faced about that new car plate. Well, we better get busy and get our stuff. Yes, I think the clerk is uh, free now. Oh, uh, uh, hey, Marvin, are you free now? Sir, I am never free. Oh. I am chained to this counter hour after hour, day after day, people after bargains. What did you want, sir? We need some western equipment. Going to run a ranch in Texas this summer, bud. I'm Foreman. Well, how do you do, Mr. Foreman? No. And this, I presume, is Mrs. Foreman? No, no, I'm Mrs. McGee. Oh. But uh, never mind that. Uh, what have you got in western clothes? A cousin named Alden who fiddles for square dancing. <laughs> he wears such tight pants that every time he sits down, he has to replace his E-string. But as I often say, Alden, I think... <laughs> Look, Marvin, never mind the family reminiscences. We want to buy some clothes for Texas. Oh, very well, sir. How old is little Texas? Now, with a growing boy, you have to... No, 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 Mr. Doppelgong. We don't mean a boy named Texas. They're for my husband. Yeah. Oh, for Mr. Foreman here. I'm... Well, what size cowboy suit did you wear, Mr. Foreman? I don't think the Hopalong Cassidy outfits come in a 44 stub. But you... I don't want a Hopalong Cassidy stub. Look, I want some western pants, some blue jeans. Yes. Do you carry Levi's? Uh, no, madam. Levi carries his own. <laughs> I have all I can tote without having... That read it, cut it out, will you? Now, look, I'm going to be running a ranch, see? 2,500 head of cattle. I'll have four or five hands working for me, and naturally, I want to look my best. Well, sir, if you have four or five hands, you'll look best in a coat with four or five sleeves. <laughs> now, we only have one, a coat of arms we made up for a gentleman that... Please, Mr. Doppelgong. Uh, Doppelgong, Mrs. Foreman, gong. Calling Mr. Lunk, Mr. Walter Lunk. Please report to Mr. Newhouse's office immediately. Thank you. Mr. Newhouse, please. That fool me, for goodness sake! Come on, baby, give me another little... Hey, is that speaker turned on? Oh, good heavens, yes, I forgot to... 
Always in there pitching. <laughs> now then, what can I do for you, Mr. Foreman? You can stop calling me Mr. Foreman. My name is Mr. McGee. Fibber, Mr. McGee. <laughs> no, no, you're Foreman. I'm confused. No, you're Mrs. McGee. No, I'm... Now, wait a minute. Let's start over here. Now, look, bud. I want to buy a Stetson. What have you got in a good, comfortable hat? My head, sir. I'm going to lunch. Good day. Yes. <laughs> Kingsman, hold that critter down. Yippee-yi, It's roundup time and the weather's fine and the spray must all be branded. The irons fry and the doggies cry, but the old man has commanded. So all day long I sing this song, hold that critter down. Hold him down, burn his and spurs, Molly. Pretty western, huh? Yes. But take your feet off the Davenport before you tear our good furniture with those things. Why do you need spurs, anyhow? What you mean, why do I need spurs? Why does any hard riding up at the crack of dawn saddle happy bull waddy need spurs fur? Because when you ride into town and tie up at the soda fountain, you can dig your heels into the bar stool. <laughs> oh, Molly, think of me in charge of 2,500 head of cattle. Hey, did we get a wire from Uncle Sycamore while we were downtown? Well, not that I know of. Should we have? I wired him and asked him when roundup time is and what kind of cattle he's got. You know, if they're longhorns, I'll have to buy a lasso with a bigger loop in it because... <laughs> yeah, them longhorns are like... Gotta have... Uh -oh. Who's that? Telegram? No. No, it's Dr. Gamble, McGee. Oh, him. Oh, boy. Wait till old Doc sees me in these chaps and spurs. He'll be so jealous, he'll... Come in. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Do come in. Thank you, Molly. And good day to you, Lump Rump. <laughs> well, howdy, Doc, you old horse thief. <laughs> Hitch up and set a spell, partner. You sure are a sight for sore eyes, aren't he, Ma? <laughs> yes, he is, dearie. You betcha. And you're the sight that'll make them sore. <laughs> 
I hear you're getting ready to leave on vacation, Molly. Where are you going this year? The seashore? No, Doctor. As a matter of fact... You can see by my clothes that we're heading for the wide open spaces, partner. We're going back where the heart is. Back among the simple, kindly folks. Oh, oh, Peoria. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if they can stand you... Dad, Brad, we're not. We're going to Texas, you big rum-dum. Don't be so stubborn. My gosh, what would I be wearing these chaps to Peoria for? Oh, I think those fur britches would be very apropos, my boy. Yeah? When you left Peoria, you didn't have any seat in your pants either. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you've never had that trouble, low bucket. (laughs) Your pants are so full of seat that by George... You're forgetting the code of the Old West, dearie. Pardon me, Ma. <laughs> you know, a real Texan never insults a guest under his own roof. <laughs> Shucks, Ma, you make me downright ashamed. I've been acting like a wind-broke maverick with a burr under his saddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, boy, you sure get off some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite a wag among the waddies. We're peace-loving folks, partner. Oh, cut it out. Cut it out. You're about as Western as a Bronx cab driver. Westerner. You speak English, Molly. What's this all about? Letter from McGee's Uncle Sycamore, Doctor. Wants himself here to manage his ranch in Texas this summer. He's got quite an outfit, Doctor. He says... I'll go see who it is, dearie. Gee, I wish you could go out to Texas this summer, Fatso. I'd like to show you the country on horseback. No, thanks. I can take a horse or leave him. Hmm? In fact, both times I've taken him, I've left them. <laughs> and as for beef, I'll have mine with parsley, a green salad, and two cups of coffee. Yeah, but when you're riding the range with 2,500 head of cattle, riding through miles of sagebrush, keeping an eye peeled for rustlers... Oh, a telegram for you, McGee. Hot dog from Uncle Sycamore. Wait a second, Doc. Okay. I sent for all the details of what kind of cattle and when was the roundup and stuff. The reason I asked was if all our friends want to come out for the roundup, you see, I can get the... Hmm. Well? What does it say, McGee? Well, it's uh, not exactly the... Well, uh, what I mean is... Let me see that telegram, Cisco. Dear Fibber, who said anything about cattle? I have a two-acre ranch with 2,500 head of the finest turkeys in Texas. <laughs> Roundup time, three weeks before Thanksgiving. Regards, Uncle Sycamore. Heavenly days, a turkey ranch. Turkeys? <laughs> Why, of all the fault. <laughs> I should take it all back, sonny. Uncle Sycamore is a great judge of men. Huh? Anybody who can toss out the corn like you is a born turkey rancher. <laughs> Fibber and Molly return in a moment. You have never seen anything like Johnson's Car Plate because there never has been a product on the market like it. Reader's Digest, recognizing the importance of this remarkable new auto wax, devotes an article to its discovery and development in the June issue. Just think, in 20 minutes, you can give your car a better wax shine and better protection than you've ever been able to get from any auto wax or polishing process. Just spread on and wipe. There's no rubbing with Johnson's car plate. 
Get this sensational new auto wax tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for being with us during our 16th year for Johnson's Wax. You've been wonderfully loyal to us all these years, and we'll see you again the second week in September. Ain't it the second week in September, kiddo? Well, I I think so. Uh, Let me see a calendar. Okay, I seen a calendar just the other day. It's right here in the hall closet. No, McGee, no, now, please. There it is. Second week in September. (laughs) Good night. Good night, all. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat have brought you Fibberly Gee and Molly each Tuesday night during the past season. Please be with us again when we return to the air next September, won't you? Last call. Last call for the bargain of the year in Johnson's Glow Coat. You can still get the world's finest self-polishing floor wax in giant containers that give you one-third more wax at no extra cost. And it's the new Glow Coat, the self-polishing floor wax that lasts up to four times longer because it's positively water-repellent. Look for those giant containers tomorrow at your dealers. They tower head and shoulders over containers of ordinary size. While they last, you get one-third more wax at no extra cost. Get Glow Coat tomorrow. Listen at this time next week for the all-new Penny Singleton Show over many of these same NBC stations.